Well, hello. I'm Amelia Myers. I'm Jason Rosenwald. And, and this, this is Married to Hollywood. Hollywood, where we break down the good, the bad, and the ugly about being married to each other and the industry. Hello. Hi, love. How are Hi. you? There is so much to talk about today. My uh, goodness. So little time. Uh, I'm doing so much to talk about. I'm doing so a little time. Doing a lot better. Um, I think. Uh, it's been really reassuring in this last week since everyone has reached out and checking in with me, checking in with us to see how I'm doing, see yes, how we're thank doing. thank you for reaching out. That really meant a lot. Um, it's really, it's been really gratifying. Um, and to know that like I have a, a trajectory and the beginnings of a plan of how to deal with um, my mental illness, I guess, is really helpful to it's good. It, I don't want to say it's cool. It's it's weird. It's a lot of things. Yeah. Um, but now that I have kind of like put a name to it in yeah. a way and I can like, I can confront it a little bit more and I'm thankful that um, I didn't hit such a rock bottom that I ended up hurting myself or hurting anyone. And I'm just really grateful for your support and your love because mm-hmm. I think particularly in our industry, and in the last six months, mental illness um, and awareness of mental illness and mental the impacts of our industry in the last six months on people yeah. just doesn't go talked about nearly as much as it should. No. Um, addiction's one thing. People talk about that. Um, getting actually visibly sick or having um, an infection is one thing. But when there's something just insidiously deep in your mind that's constantly affecting how you feel and see everything that's real and it it really is hundreds of thousands millions of people deal with it every day in this country and nobody nobody addresses it because mental illness is a form of weakness in our society and we don't tolerate weakness and it's weird because in a in an industry that prizes vulnerability we want to see vulnerability on screen. On screen, but you can't but be vulnerable as a real person. And how are you supposed to portray the realness of vulnerability and actually do your job as an artist if you're not living yeah. that in life? Well, and it, you can you can portray things and you can uh, approximate things, but, but you you're can't, acting exactly. <laughs> then you're acting as opposed to being. And, and one of the therapists I was speaking with this last week said, "You know, I can tell you're a really good actor because you have such quick." easily access to your emotions that they're yeah. just right there on the surface. The problem is, is that you don't have any distance between yourself and those emotions when those emotions and those feelings and those problems are actually yours. Right. And that's what ends up happening is when you go to retreat from those things, you start self-medicating, you start hurting mm-hmm. yourself, spiraling, mm-hmm. getting out of control and running away. And I was like, yeah. Yep. Yep. That's and right. you hear about stories <laughs> like that all the time in Hollywood of people who can't break their character. They've gone too far, this, yeah. then the other. And I'm just, I'm really proud of you. One, for talking to her. And then two, um, you and I, we've now done two sessions. We have another one tomorrow. But the the couples things that we're, that we're doing yeah. and digging in, it's it's one, forced us to communicate about certain things that, not that we had side tabled, but just kind of been like, we thought we'd communicated enough and we haven't been communicating nearly on enough certain, or on, at all. On certain topics. <laughs> on certain topics. And certain topics we are, we almost over-communicate. Like there's no, there's no such actual thing as over-communicating, but there are times we're constantly talking about it. And then we realize there are certain key things that we just have tried to tie a bow on it and put it away. And so we're th- really digging into that. I also think we talk past each other on a lot of things. Yeah. 
And I think that's uh, an issue, like um, our, our actual ability to communicate effectively to each other sometimes is lost. Mm-hmm. And we kind of just kind of uh, rest on the fact that we love each other so much that that somehow will compensate. And the reality of it is, is like you're going to start eventually testing that love <laughs> when yeah. you're using that as the thing to answer why you're not talking about finances, why you're not talking about this, why you're not right. talking about that. It's like, okay, right. okay, love is the answer. Love we all is need, love is love is love We is all love. need more love. But... But love doesn't put food on the table, unfortunately. You need to dig into the nitty gritty of what life yeah. actually necessitates to survive especially during COVID on top of it, which is crazy. How are you um, doing? One thing... <laughs> we haven't <laughs> no, got to you I'm yet. I'm good. That's okay. One thing that I really do like about um, uh, the, the therapist we're seeing as a couple, and I was really apprehensive about it at first. And you, I think, still are and a I, little. And I still, I still <laughs> am, but it kind of won me over. She wanted us to listen to Dr. Brene Brown, who uh, became accidentally... Famous. Accidentally viral. Accidentally viral with a TED Talk all about vulnerability and... The gifts of imperfection. The gifts of imperfection and all of that. And it's one of those things where, not that I roll my eyes, that's the wrong way to to say it, but there are times where they'll say something like, but your flaws are what make you who you are. And it's like, yeah, no, I know. I know that. But so I get really frustrated when I then have to deep dive into myself things that I tell other people when they come to me for help and I find it very frustrating and so here Jason and I were watching this and she did she won me over she her humor underneath yeah. it um the she's way she's genuine she really talks she's about vulnerable. how I loved how she went and then I had a breakdown um and she just spiritual really, awakening and a spiritual awakening uh but her her honesty and her truth and her uh, just the way she's approached all of her research and her data and everything that she's put together, I really like the way she presents it. Mm-hmm. And some of it spoke so dead on to certain things you and I deal with. Yes. And so I'm excited to see where that, where that goes. As we continue to pull that thread. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I would say I'm disappointed in us for taking another week off of The Artist's Way. I was about to say we didn't. There but was a lot, a lot going, going on <laughs> we, the last two weeks. We got to get personally other things we got to get right in our house before we can get back to being an artist. But we, <laughs> we will, way. we will get back Continue. to the artist way. Hopefully, hopefully next week. Um, but we will see. Speaking of artistry, yes. artistry, art, uh, the artistic world, uh, Jason and I were both accepted to train <laughs> with Synetic Theater. The Synetic Theater group. Which, uh, or Synecticans? Synecticans. Cons? <laughs> it sounds like a Michael Bay movie. It did, that did the way you said that. Um, Synetic Theater I had auditioned for back in 2005, and I loved them and was invited to join, but I had to finish school, and then I moved out to Los Angeles. And it's always been something in the back of my mind, and coming back, I was curious, and I'm just, Jason and I are both training now, and today was our first training For those of session. you not in the D.C. area, yes, do you because wanna... this is a very niche area for this <laughs> theater. Synetic uh, theater is a uh, movement-based theater where they tell stories through movement. Through movement and art, but it's definitely movement-based and very avant-garde. Of, and very lo- a lot of mime. Really a lot of, artsy. Like yeah. When you think of artistic shows and there are the sides, the two ends of the spectrum, this one's all the way. Yes, all the way to one. To one side. It's, it's like Cirque du Soleil without the Cirque. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's um, without the acrobatics. Their productions are wonderful. Yeah. I had seen in 05 when they invited me to join, they wanted me to come look at Dracula. And it was a phenomenal production. It really blew my mind. And they've just catapulted since then. And so it's really nice that you and I have... A little foothold A little that, bit of an artistic outlet at the moment yeah. outside of this and what we're doing with class and things that we do that we are now part of this this group. And it doesn't guarantee that you're going to be in a show. You have to train and then from there yes. you're invited to audition for the main stage shows. But to be moving, it was a two-hour class today. A two-hour dance And it's all virtual. Class. And I mean, I used to dance five hours a day, six days a week at the yeah, height. Yeah, not a thing that, that I've done in my life. That was a long, long time ago. And this, uh, it almost has a fossy base, the way the isolation and the movements go. But then it expands more. And so we're upstairs and Lila's napping. She finally went down for her nap. And Jason and I are dancing, dancing. like... Fire. fire and water and magnets. It, is that what she said? The, Magnet. I think well, I missed wh- that one. One of my favorite favorite things <laughs> is the, there's like a, we're all on Zoom. We're all, we're all on Zoom. So there's the instructor who uh, Irina, and she's also I believe the lead choreographer for a oh. lot of yeah yeah no oh, no she oh, she and Pata their husband and wife yeah. and it's their company it's their company yeah and the basically the proctor was typing what she was saying if it was confusing. Yes. Like she was basically translating if there was something that didn't quite break through. But we all through. had our computers on the other side of the room because we needed to be on dancing. And, and dancing. And it was it was it felt so good. And then some of it felt really strange trying to get certain isolation or movements. Or like with. when you were rolling around in the butterfly pose. She laughed at us because we kept bumping we didn't into have each enough other. Room. Don't have room. <laughs> and then the flip over the shoulder. It got very Acrobatic and physical. How did it feel for you? I loved it, but it was like, right, this, muscles, high. I, I like being challenged. So yeah. I, the, the thing is, is that um, I, I loved it. And it was the kind of thing where I was like, I wanted to start getting back to working out today. And this was clearly and to to not realize, like to have not actually like processed in my mind that this was going to be a two-hour dance a two rehearsal. two-hour dance rehearsal. And that that was going to beat, like beat the living i can't say it because we're family friendly we are family it's just like it destroyed me it does like parts of me hurt that i didn't know could hurt and other parts of me i'm like (laughs) okay right i'm strong enough to do that i know i'm strong enough to do that great other things i'm definitely not flexible enough to do so it it was humbling in a sense that like i know i can do these things i know i will be able to do these things i appreciate that my look is enough um and my ability to act is enough for them to see potential in me. Um, but <laughs> but the, the movement will come along. And uh, the goodness, good enough, the good news is I'm strong enough to partner with people Absolutely. whenever we get back to partnering. Whenever in person thing will, will be. Yeah. But it felt really good. And it was, it, was, good. it was just the kind of thing where, you know, when, when you're an athlete and when you're a dancer, it always gets separated. In order to be a, a true strong dancer, you are stronger. You're a, you're a peak athlete. Th- yes. Yeah, you're a peak And athlete. there's a lot of time where that gets lost. And so I loved that you and I were doing that together today. And you were like, "Whoa, that's okay." And we and we had we both said, yeah. "All right, we're we're I, working out right now." Because you forget you're working out when you're dancing sometimes because you lose yourself in the movement and the emotion. It's one thing I've always loved about dance, but it is the hardest workout. I didn't. You can imagine. Didn't vocalize this while we were doing it. But when we were doing like a hip isolation, I was <laughs> yeah. I was literally thinking like, oh, if in the for all like the people who play football or soccer, who um, 
to have to avoid tackling like like a little like using your hips to to move somebody a certain yeah. way like and you're moving the opponent using your hips if they're trying to read your hips or as you rotate your hips to open yourself up to use your shoulders a certain way i was thinking like oh Oh, no wonder what for it decades over. for decades they've always said dancing is so good for athletes. Absolutely. Because you're also not you're not thinking about your body in the same way. So you're creating new synaptic connections. Mm-hmm. So for me it's like, oh cool. I think of a squat for this specific purpose. I think of hinging through my hip for this specific purpose of a deadlift. Ah. If I engage the muscles in the same way, but do it to a different purpose, I'm probably going to strengthen my squat and strengthen my deadlift yeah. because now my brain is firing in more places. Absolutely. There's going to be more connectivity between my muscles and my brain and greater synaptic activity gives you greater control. So it's like, oh, cool. <laughs> You're like, wow. I had, this yeah. ner- I had this nerd moment. All of those thoughts. This was during... In a tiny little window. Isn't that amazing how your mind can work like that and yeah, fire? The mind's and a crazy thing. Trust me. Huge this thoughts last, in this last two weeks. Five seconds. The mind is a crazy place. The mind is a crazy place. But it just felt good. It, it was felt nice. like we were doing something yeah. artistic and to collaborate, even though it was via Zoom, with I mean Arena I haven't seen in fifteen years. The other actors and, and dancers who were there today, we've never met. And it was just neat to see sure. other people <laughs> and share that during these bizarre times where you're separated, where you normally would be in the rehearsal mm-hmm. hall dancing together to all be on Zoom in your own homes and apartments. It's also weird to take a dance it's class so and to not be physically corrected. Yeah. Uh, Especially that one thing with the feet that you and I, neither of us were well, getting it's like Because I've done, I've done hip hop and African dance. Yeah. So like I've danced in dance classes. I've been corrected by an instructor. So I mentally I prepared to f- for failure. Because <laughs> you're so used so to being o- corrected, but I was, but I was okay with that as, yeah. a, as, as a part of it. I, I had no desire to be perfect, and I was excited about that because it's freeing when you don't have any expectation of achievement. Absolutely, and so you just give in. Yeah, it was really cool, and I like that because with everything, everything it. that I'm going through mentally to to put myself in a placement of non judgment and just be in a place of like wonderment and awe and to be present and yeah it was really good it was really nice I'm so like glad. i'm very appreciative to have had that in like the last two weeks of my life to yeah. Have had that. yeah and and they have rehearsal i mean it's a monday through saturday thing yeah and i think we um, might be able to do two but a week. i think the wednesday and it's specifically for thankfully this two to four slot on wednesdays is Four parents, basically. Yeah. Um, but the other times are all right during her bedtime. So it's just going to be tricky to yeah, try to figure out. it's going to be a out. challenge. But I'm glad that at least once a week, hopefully more, we've, we've got this to do. Mm-hmm. I want to touch upon something I mentioned last week, right at the very, very end, just because I wanted to tell a story. I had to go to the DMV uh-huh. because seven years into marriage, if I finally did it, I put my married name on my license and I also had to get the Maryland Real ID. Um which weirded me out. You can talk about that too. Uh, yeah. I think that's. I think you it, should talk about that. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I shall. But going to the DMV during COVID. It's an experience. Was an experience. I wound up at the one up in Gaithersburg, and most For people those are of you being, that are not from the DC, Maryland, Virginia area, that's an area about what forty-five minutes northwest of DC. Yeah. 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 Um. But it was, you know, you're, you're, you're parked, you go in, and then there, 
there are lines you have to hit out front and they were being very good about staying six mm-hmm. feet apart and people to stand in certain spots. We all had temperature checks. I mean, they were really good about it. And there's always one or two people hey, who just... A, that's humanity. <laughs> don't want to follow the rules, think that the masks are stupid and a waste of time, don't understand why they have to get temperature rechecked or if they're coming back in if they had to get something from their car just to make a fuss. And these workers who are working there... They're working so hard and just to see what they have to deal with every day by mm-hmm. these people who make it difficult. Fools. It just kind of broke my heart a little. But I sat down and the guy who was going to be helping me, my number got called. I went and sat down. And at the DMV, you all know this, there's typically benches and there are five seats of bench and it's packed. There was one, maybe two people mm-hmm. per bench. So it was spread out, but it was busy. It was spread out, but busy. And he, he calls me up. And I sit down, and the first thing I say to him was, hi. He goes, hi. And I went, how are you? How are you doing with all <laughs> Makes this? Makes a difference. And he just looked at me, paused. He put down his, his pen and just went, I'm actually doing all right. Thank you for asking. We just kind of <laughs> had this nice human connection yeah. moment for a moment and then did it. But it felt weird. Not the anxiety weird, like when I had to go to the doctor's office or that first time going into CVS or the fruit stand where I really could feel it. <laughs> But just the whole, that phrase, the new normal, I know we're trying to not say uh, because it's such phrase. a horrible phrase, but this is the normal for the foreseeable future is what's happening yeah. right now. And also, it's not that it's normal for the foreseeable future. There's, It's quite possibly a very valid argument, but this should have been should a have version been of normal. To a degree. Like if you were sick, happening. we should have been telling people, hey, if you don't feel well, stay home. Or wear a mask if you have to go out in public. Right. Which it was always encouraged if you're sick, stay home. But most people battle through because they have to go to their day jobs and they got to do this and they got to do that. So they don't. And then more people get sick. It just felt very strange being there. It also felt odd being out of the house by myself like that because I really don't do that. (laughs) No. No, you don't. So it was very, very (laughs) strange. Um, But I got my license and it had to match Social Security. I always figured on the license, I would say Amelia Myers Rosenwalk, but because I didn't drop my the Faye on Social Security, because I, I am proud of my middle name. I like Faye. It says <laughs> Amelia Faye Myers Rosenwalk. So the guy said, well, it has to match because that's what's on your card. And yeah, I, and I said, is papers. that going to all fit on the, I like what you just did, to fit on the thing? He goes, yeah. So it says Rosenwalk and then Amelia Faye Myers, and it's just, it's long. So I get the ID. It comes in the mail. And I'm filling out my ballot request application. And I just had this weird feeling of... No, it's... Oh, you you requested a... I requested the application. This was the application. Okay. Yes. So, so now I should get the ballot. process. Yes. They make it difficult. Yeah. But it was... I got this wash over me. And Jason had to kind of mention this when they announced the real IDs. Yeah. Was it last year? Yeah, the last year, year before? Yeah. And it's taking effect, not this October, but But next next October, that everyone has to have this ID in order to fly domestically. In in order to do interstate travel. Or or you can use your passport, Mm -hmm. but not everyone carries their passport around. So this is the idea idea that you need to travel at all outside of your state. And it just felt a little... Like turn of the 20th century yes. Europe where you needed to have your papers. Where you papers. had to have your papers with you. Yeah. And I'm looking at this and my license number is the same, but the fir- the letter is now different in the first three because of the real ID and there's a star on it. And I just got this icky, weird feeling 
of, I don't know how I feel about this system. Is it papers? Are we truly being documented in a different way? Are they mm-hmm. going to use this to split us into s- different groups? And 100%. it just Your paranoia is freaked totally me out. Totally justified. In a way I wasn't expecting, but you said that you had this feeling, you know, last last year. Yeah, of course. And I just, yeah. My, my thing about the cycles throughout history, they, they get shorter and shorter and shorter. So we have, we, we are currently in the midst of a once in a century um, medical crisis, a once in a century, though it should, to be honest, it should have been reckoned with 150 years ago, um, racial, <laughs> racial awareness yeah. um, crisis in our country, an economic crisis in our country. All of those things were also happening at the turn of the 20th century when Europe was divvying itself up and different kingdoms in order to move between different states and different party states within, you know, Central Europe, Eastern Europe, and Western Europe, you had to have your papers to prove that you had the validity to be where you were. Right. And um, we're heading back that we're direction. that way, and Because it's of a fear of the other. Yeah. And I, I hope, um, I really hope that Hollywood and the arts are able to get ahead of it enough that, they can they can fight the tide. They, they can fight it. Speaking of fear of the other, that segues perfectly into what sure. I want to talk about next. On Netflix, have you guys watched The Social Dilemma? Oh my good god! Um, this was it was percolating a couple weeks ago. We wanted to do it a few weeks ago, and then you know things happened, and so we really watched it. Mm-hmm. Interesting format. You didn't particularly care for the format. It was. It really bothered me at first. By the end, it kind of had me more on board. But how is it goes back and forth between documentary and then they're kind narrative. of narrative acting out the documentary and start, like there's a there's a it's family a like kind of B story parallel thing to show they're what's just, going on versus the documentary. Yeah. And it it's, it stars the the young guy from. Um, Glad we looked up his name. I just blanked on his name Glad so much. Glad we looked up his name. Oh my gosh. But the Santa Clarita diet, he's the, the, the young teenage. male lead and he's yeah. fabulous. He's great. Uh, and then, you know, a bunch of other actors. And they were all great, but at mm-hmm. first it was pulling me out of it. But then it was neat the way that they... I think it just reinforces it really well. Yeah. I, it tells I, the story. What did you think though? Well, um, when I had my bout of severe anxiety and depression a week ago... I turned <laughs> off all notifications on my phone. I was so proud of you because I have been saying to do that for a long time. And then, um, and I'm actively not posting on social media mm-hmm. or engaging on social media mm-hmm. until I have my full like plan set in place for my anxiety and potentially underlying mood disorder. So I'm, I don't want to have to engage in a public forum with people I'm going to disagree with in a way that's going to generate anxiety with me. Well, because you'll go down the rabbit hole of those. You get into these debates, especially politically, but you you really do. Yeah, I need to take care... You're still scrolling, though. You're still looking. I'm still scrolling, but I'm not not liking things. I'm not... And the reason I'm not doing any of that is because I'm just... I need to give my brain a break. I need to give my heart a break. Your brain... You need to... Yeah. Take a break. Take a break. It's true, you do. But I found it so fascinating. This is something that you and I have talked about at length in the past Mm -hmm. of, do you really think the reason we can't see the other side or why people are this way or why that way is because of an algorithm or whatever they're suggesting? It's something we had talked about, but the fact that every single tech person in this from Facebook to Twitter to To Instagram to to everybody... 
they all said we started from such a place that we wanted to bring everyone spread together, spread love, bring people together, and it has morphed y- and you know taken the difference on. Is? They introduced hmm. money. Once you introduce, money, money, money. yeah, but once once you introduce, money. if you can't figure out what the product is, and they say it's in the movie, you are the product. You are the product. So, and that's the reality of that movie in that documentary is we are a product of a system that we desperately need and have built it. It's so weird because it's so you, weird. You need your you need your smart device now to survive. You do. But your smart device is, is manipulating you. you. It's manipulating you and killing you. And the the rates of suicide from the teens and up to the the young uh, early twenties, yeah. it has skyrocketed Spiked. Because of social media mm. and the way that it messes with your brain and your self-value and your self-worth. Well, because it, it monetizes it monetizes your value. It monetizes your self-worth. It does. But then it pins people against each other mm-hmm. by... By I siloing just, them off. You should yeah. all watch this because it's all the things that we've talked about yes. for years, except they actually prove it We are it not sponsored by Netflix, despite our recommendations for Cuties the other week and The Social Dilemma this week. Um, <laughs> I mean, Netflix, we can talk. I mean, but, but no. I, I just want a disclaimer. <laughs> no, we're, we're not right. not sponsored. We're not. We're not just talking about content. things that, and I just thought it was so interesting because especially in our industry, so much of it is about, oh, your online presence or this, that, yeah. and the other, and what is BS versus real with that and what it can do to go down this dark yeah. path. And the, the need so to portray yourself a certain way. So you decide, oh, okay, cool, I'm going to, I need to be the hot young thing. So I'm going to have a relationship with this person, even though I might not necessarily want to have a relationship with that person, but it looks good. But it looks film. good. Or, or I'm going to continue to be superficial in all of my relationships because that's what looks good. Right. And having a deep human connection. It's so much more important. Yeah. And I said this it's years so much ago, harder now if you too. go to the mall, although it's not really a thing now, but if you go to the mall and everyone's sitting around there and they're barely talking to each other and they're all on yeah. the phone, it just, it's creating this isolating thing. Speaking of the mall. We went to the mall. We went to the mall. That was weird. For my grandfather, we were returning something. Yeah. You called it, you said it perfectly. What did you say? A post-apocalyptic. Oh, I mean, I, I use that a lot. But no, but you said this phrase. It was just eerie to see Montgomery yeah. Mall. Empty. Empty. There were still some people there. Bustling Everyone in a in weird masks, way, but empty. But empty. And it was just this strange, it's just odd to see where we are. But going to the mall right now is a strange thing. And I just don't know. We were saying how it used to be the thing to have a job at the yeah. mall. Or I the first cool time you get to hang out. Right. Or the first time you get to hang out with your friends without your parents. Mm-hmm. You're having the meetup at the mall. Or you have your first date at the movie theater at the mall. It was this huge thing that... That one, thanks to online shopping, two, coronavirus, other yeah. it's going away. It's weird. And it's just so interesting to think what Lila's gonna grow into and what we're gonna have to teach her and show her. I mean, and it's America. We're gonna figure out at the next mall. We're, yeah, yeah, this is true. what we do. We're such a consumer society, and that's one of the reasons why um why social dilemma is so interesting. Yeah. Because you you have this thing, this need to connect to another human person. And it's being weaponized against you weaponized by against yourself. You. And then the whole thing where they're like, oh, now suggest this video or this. And it's, yes, it's because it's of crazy. you, but the, it's uh, it's wild. Yeah. Last thing, and we don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. Okay, what? The freaking pre- presidential debate last night. Um, well, <laughs> we're married to Hollywood, not Washington, D.C. I know, but you you do tend to really love to talk politics, and I'm the one who tends to shy away, but last night was a dumpster fire, and I didn't know if that was something you wanted to touch upon or not. Um, I would say uh, one of the best 
best things about last night is that nobody nobody won America lost. And yeah, the thing you have sad. the thing you have to remember is that wasn't just on TV for us. Mm-hmm. That was on TV for the world. Yep. Um, if we think we're this bright, shining city on a hill, if we think American stories are the best stories, we um, we pretty much just turned that over. If the, yeah. any American exceptionalism that people still believe, uh, well, America's been a laughing stock the last few years. Well, this really drove drove it home. It, it really, it really did. But watching Jason watch the debate, it was I the, think honestly, brought... it was one of the happiest, <laughs> happiest two hours of my life. Your in a reactions. While. I mean, I was having more fun watching you the, the jumping up, the jumping down. And I was yeah, boxing. You, you were, and you even said this is the boxing. happiest I've I was been. Shadow boxing when. <laughs> And the thing is, it's like, um, <laughs> if you haven't gathered, we're not big fans of President Trump. Um, Spoiler alert? No, to, not at all. To watch a man as well-seasoned and um, as deeply talented as Joe Biden, to sit there and just take all of and that trash... It. And to only a few times let it bubble up he to the did, surface. It, I mean, who wouldn't it try in that to situation? To call the president a clown yeah. is disgusting. However, this president has absolutely no reverence for the office <laughs> in which he holds. He so showing any reverence to him is pointless because yeah. he does not deserve it. He, no. The man lacks grace, mm-hmm. gives no one grace. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Joe Biden gave him so much grace because For he's as long a dignified... He, he's a human being. Yes, yes. And it was just, I can't believe we have to still sit through the vice president one and then two more of them. It's going to be... Exciting. Exciting and... It's must watch TV. Blood boiling. My blood was boiling and that doesn't happen to me often. It I had just, a huge I was rating. Cringing. I didn't see what the Nielsen number was, but it was the number one rated presidential debate in history, I believe. Wow, was yeah. it really? Oh my goodness. It's wow. terrifying. It is terrifying. Vote, people. Vote. Go out either pre-November 3rd or on November 3rd, and make a difference. And I love you. I'm proud of you. I love you too. And thank you all for tuning in. Like you say, but <laughs> I'm Amelia Myers. I'm Jason Rosewall. And, and this, this has, has been, been Married, Married to Hollywood. Hollywood. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Um, love is love. Yes. Remember to uh, vote. Wear a mask. mask. Stay home. Stay safe. Black lives matter. Yes. And just take care of each other and be decent. Be kind. Be kind. Be best. Be best to quote Lila. We uh, love you. I was you. joking because I was saying be best because that's what Melania says. Oh, oops. Whoops. I love you, honey. Love you. Love you. Well, bye. Bye. <laughs>